The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Asalaamu Alaikum everyone and welcome to Sister Speak with me, Lamisa. And me, Mariam. Yeah, it's just us today. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for joining us today. Um, our main topic is going to be on A-level results day and graduation and also GCSE results day, I guess. All things to do with, you know, sort of receiving results, that type of thing. But um, I guess first things first, Mariam, what's our show about? So our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics and social media. We want to note that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other opposing views. Yeah, that's right. So to start off the show, we're going to be um, doing our thoughts for the week. So this is just something that perhaps we've thought about. Well, yeah, clues in the name. Uh, something that we've thought about during the week that maybe, you know, we'd like to share with you guys. Maybe it's a, you know, message or a reminder mm-hmm. that, you know, can be useful. So, Mariam. And before that, if you want to join in our conversation, you can contact us on (laughs) 0777-948-1822. That's on WhatsApp. And you can call in on on 01582-481822. And you can also comment underneath our Facebook live stream. I believe we are live. We are live. Yeah. So, Mariam, your thought for the week. So, my thought of the week is quite short and simple. It's on Eid, since um, we just had Eid. Or we're still in Eid. (laughs) Are we still in Eid? Yeah. Yeah, we are, aren't we? It's three days. Isn't it's three it? days. Eid Mubarak. Eid Mubarak, everyone. So my my thought of the week is about celebrating. Um, we have two Eids in the year, and I think as Muslims we should embrace them and celebrate them, and really um, bring that festive spirit. I think it's really important to have that sense of uh, celebration on Eid because we should take ownership of our celebrations, um, and I think it really reminds you of uh, your sense of community because everyone goes to the masjid. Um, and you know everyone comes to your house and visits you and it's, I think it's a great opportunity to see family when you haven't had time throughout the whole year so I would just say that let's try to sustain that kinship from mm. um, Eid and yeah that's my thought of the week yeah that kind of leads on to one of our hot topics as well which was Eid but I guess I'll just put in my little thought for the week first um, my one is I guess well we were talking uh, earlier about in the studio actually we're talking about you know death and how unexpected it is and I guess it just reminded me that you know we don't know how much time we have on this earth and I guess with what you're saying about Eid we should keep that kinship and we should try and you know Mm. I guess my main thing is cherish the time that you have and try and spend a lot of it with family and have just good times instead Mm. of you know I feel like it's, it's very easy to take take things in a negative direction I guess or have you know negative feelings and things like that but maybe we should think more positively i guess yeah i think we just take it for granted and i mean Mm. in eid and especially in summer i i I remember how much family i actually have because throughout the whole year you're just so engrossed with studies or work and you don't really have time for your own family the people that you live with let alone your extended family so you know when it comes to celebrations or even just any occasion that sense of acknowledgement that you have such a big family i think i think our parents are really um made that effort when we were younger to you know maintain those kinships and i think we Mm. should sustain that and i think we should you know continue to um fulfill those relationships because end of the day you know islam is about community yeah and 
you know, there, there's a reason for that. When you have a sense of community, you're, it just brings those extra qualities that we're supposed to be acting upon, you know, that sense of kindness, that sense, yeah. that sense of helping, that sense of um, consciousness of, you know, your neighbour. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's really important we we go back to those values. Do you think we're drifting away, especially our generation? I think so. I think, so. I think another element that comes to it is social media because, mm. you know, we're so... We're so, we, we insist on spe- um, spending so much time on social media and connecting with people um, online that we are forgetting how to connect to pe- with people in reality, in real life. And, you know, and we don't... We have relations with, you know, people don't often keep as yeah. many ties. The amount of people that my parents know, and I'll be like, I don't really know who this is. Exactly. And when I grow up, I probably won't know who they are. And that's how you sort of forget and family trees Please, become yeah. sort of separated in that way. That's really, really true. And I think it's a, such a shame because they put mm. so much effort to, you know, tell us who our relatives are. Oh. And, you know, it's, 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 it's yeah, I feel like it's a shame. We, we shouldn't be, you know, just thinking and, and being in our own little bubble. Yeah. We should try to, you know, build those relationships. And I think, again, it's, uh, you know, st- maybe steering off a little bit off topic. I think it's, we're also lacking those communication skills in how to talk to one another Very in true. real life because we're so accustomed to refining and editing the way we're talking online that we don't know how to have a spontaneous conversation anymore and we don't know how to sustain a conversation Station, anymore yeah. and I think there's an element of awkwardness when when Definitely. you talk to someone and you know you know you're related to them but you don't really know what to talk about what you connect on it's it shouldn't be like that mm. Very, very true. I agree. But yeah, um, I guess we'll move on to our hot topics now. So these are just, I guess, smaller topics, not really part of the main topic that we just want to discuss in the first half of the show. Mm. So obviously we touched a little bit on Eid. So I guess, Mariam, I just want to ask, how was your Eid? My Eid was good, alhamdulillah. I went to my dad's sister's house. Okay. And we had... I don't know if I would say it's an annual thing, but we went last year as well. They do like a barbecue, and then again, that's where my thought of the week derived from because I realized when I'm like this whole year, I just was so focused on my placement year and mm. you know, trying to gain experience. I forgot it's, it sounds crazy, I actually forgot how much family I have. And when everyone was together in my dad's sister's house, I was like, wow, I have so much responsibility. Mm. I have so many younger cousins, you know, I have my grandparents here, you know, this is what what I'm supposed to be, you know, Enjoy, spending yeah. and putting my focus on. And, you know, it, it's quite sad because we we put, uh, we invest ourselves so much on just ourselves. We don't think about everyone else, like everyone else around us. And they have rights on us. They yeah, really do. And I think we're, we're not we're neglecting those rights. They they have rights on us and we should fulfill them. And, you know, it's it, we should be exemplary to our younger cousins that this is what kinship is. You know, mm. we, you know it's not just hello, hi, bye, you we can't do that you know it's it's our grandparents have rights upon us our aunties and uncles they will have rights upon us and i think you know as muslims we should be conscious of these kinships and fulfilling those rights definitely yeah for sure how was your eid my alhamdulillah was good it was a bit of a hectic one and i guess this year because we were planning to uh go to bangladesh this year actually on eid day our flight was meant to be but my parents decided to cancel but you know it kind of we weren't really prepared for eid and that's the thing I sort of realized you know how much preparation how much time goes into actually 
enjoying that day and because it was such a like spontaneous okay now we're celebrating Eid because our flight was meant to be in the morning so we wouldn't have mm-hmm. had Eid day you know it was let's find an outfit to wear let's you know whose house are we going to do we hadn't even cooked or anything like that it was wow. it was like that so it was it was very weird in the sense that you know I realized how important Eid day actually is because mm-hmm. I kind of felt in a way robbed of it because I was like I'm not ready it's really unfair but it's okay I went to the Inspire Eid festival which was really good and I went on a lot of the rides as well and yeah we had a good time I enjoyed it um, and spent time with family obviously so yeah it's really good um, I didn't go to the Inspire Eid thing because <laughs> I was in Birmingham just saying <laughs> but yeah how was that Inspire Eid um, festival how was it was it? really good I, I enjoyed it there was um, we went inside I think it was a haunted house ride. Wow. And oh my god, it was it was a mistake. I don't know why. Were well, you scared? I was really scared. Oh my goodness. I kept screaming every two seconds, every little corner that I turned because it was pitch black, you couldn't oh. see anything. And it was just like scary things popping up and I was just yeah. screaming left, right and What center. was the ambience like? It was really fun. There were loads of people there and the weather when I went it didn't rain. It was cloudy, but I feel like that whole day was quite cloudy each day. Mm. But yeah, Alhamdulillah, it didn't rain and there were like lots of market stores and stuff and they had a little show really? as well. There was this guy, I think he was, he said he was a professional juggler. So wow. he was like juggling hats and stuff. That was very fun to, you know, see. And all the that's kids nice. really enjoyed it as well. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah. I feel like it's really important to like make children feel excited for eating. Eid, like yeah. they, but then at the same time, I feel like we just associated for young children Eid with gifts. Mm. They just they can't wait for Eid because they know they're going to get a gift, and I think they obviously that's the, in some sense that's good because they know that oh this is their celebration and they're yeah. going to get something. But at the same time, I feel that they should. I think they're becoming very entitled. <laughs> Do you <remember? laughs> not entitled? I, mean, I don't know. Not My entitled. household, we didn't really. No, but like I feel like you know it shouldn't just be about gifts. It should be about giving. Yes, it's not just about sure. receiving. And I think that it's really important to have that strike that balance between giving your children gifts but also showing them that it's about giving as well so maybe donating your old toys to children's centers and um, maybe doing something that shows them it's about giving back because in essence Eid, the this Eid is about feeding the poor so what is it about it's about giving mm, so I think teaching children the yeah. actual stories behind each mm. Eid how they came about and why it is that we mm. celebrate it because I feel like you know I don't know I feel like they got to a point in life where it was like, oh, Eda's just, you know, you go to different people's houses and you sit down and eat a few samosas and that's it. But I feel like nowadays, you know, it's becoming more and more like we need to we need to enjoy it and there's a beauty to mm. eat. And that, we get you know, we get rewarded for celebrating. Exactly. The- and it's such a it's such a blessed time that, you know, you can pray to Allah and he will inshallah he will accept not you know, that happens all all the time as well Allah inshallah will accept your du'as but I'm saying during Eid time like it's a bit more you special. know it's a special, special. time yeah, for exactly. all of us and I think we should really <clears throat> celebrate and you know get that festive spirit and we should show our community even to us non-Muslims that this is what we're about we're about, about giving exactly. I mean how, sure. how many of us talked like gave food to our neighbours on Eid and talked to our neighbours on Eid very true I didn't not, not Did many you? of us know no we so didn't it's I think we need to we need to even if by reviving the stories of why we do Eid it's it's a reminder for ourselves and we should act upon it as well because that's the legacy that we're gonna uh, pass on yeah very true but yeah um that is I guess we'll wrap up that hot topic there and move on to the next one which is the influence of celebrities over our views and opinions which I guess is you know 
how I guess the main question I wanted to ask is how how much of an influence do you think certain personalities and well-known people actually have over the way you think and the way you view certain issues and opinions I that think, type of thing? I think naturally when you resonate with someone and they consistently align with what you believe in, it's very easy to kind of um, believe what they say and mm. um, not like not be able to recognize whether they are actually saying something wrong because you're so you're, you're very firm in thinking that this person's right because uh, you have that immediate assumption that whatever they're saying is right so if you yeah. have that premise you don't really need to think about yeah the question whether what they're saying is right or wrong because you already have that in the first place yeah i, I think i do have like especially when it comes to certain um, i think there's a culture within you know a community that we trust um our scholars and we should we should respect them and we should trust them but we should also take the onus on ourselves to research what they're saying as well mm. i mean you know if someone's saying complete something completely outlandish but because you're so accustomed to you know believing everything they say you should take the onus it's not saying you're disagreeing with them because you know islam's about investigation and it's about questioning but it's not saying that you know just because you're you're asking questions it doesn't mean you're belittling it or you're disrespecting you know the words of Allah no you're trying to figure out you know what's the context and you know the the authenticity of it as well mm. I mean we we put so much effort in you know even if you're studying a degree especially with humanities or any any um, discipline you have to contextualize it you have to historicize it you have to have so much research on it and I think our approach to the Quran is very um, we we just take it to face value and I think that's really wrong because you know even is Islamically it says you shouldn't follow blindly you're supposed to you know Allah gave you a brain to be conscious and to be able to investigate to to see whether you know this is right and wrong mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you know you're gonna be like mm, I'm a bit skeptical whether he's right or wrong it's not that I'm just it's, it's more about thinking um, where does this come from and you know what more information could I get to understand this better yeah and I feel like you know Mariam you were looking at you know an Islamic perspective but I say you know with any issue mm. if you're looking at a political spectrum perhaps mm. or just general issues in the media whatever you look at there are well-known people out there who are obviously going to influence your opinions and like you said we shouldn't follow people blindly but I think there's a real not necessarily danger but it's it's sort of like a slippery slope in the sense that people perhaps who are in you know those types of positions where they mm. have power over people perhaps should think about what they say because everything that comes out of their mouths will have an, an impact. effect yeah. yeah an effect and even you know we're saying that but even us talking on a radio show somebody's going to be listening to us you know and we also you know yeah, we have that sense of responsibility as well to say things but also you know it's a two-way street you know the people that are listening to us you know we accept that you know we're mm. human beings and we could make mistakes you know things that i've said before on the show maybe one year ago i've maybe perhaps changed my opinion because i've learned that maybe it was wrong you know you have to see that people are always learning and growing and um you know yeah, I think we should have that sort of understanding that, you know, just as you can make mistakes, another person can make mistakes. Yeah. But at the same time, it, you know, kind of digressing, if someone is saying something completely wrong or they're supporting something that's completely wrong or maybe um, supporting um, an issue that is wrong, <laughs> then, you know, you, you, there's no two ways about it. You know, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. Um, and 
in terms of like supporting harm so for example that's the example if you're supporting someone that's you know saying harm harming someone it's okay then you know there's not it's not a very there's no space for you to investigate that do you yeah. see where i'm going um so do you think people um who are in positions positions that perhaps have influence over others do you think they should refrain from saying what they think about certain issues or do you think they are allowed to speak their mind i think you know, they I know. Think that they would argue that they have freedom of speech i mean similarly we're here we're saying our thoughts and opinions and you know someone who's listened to their show they could completely disagree with us mm-hmm. you know but for us we think you know we're not saying anything wrong so i think it's a matter of uh perspective but also you know generally when we have a moral compass you know we know what's accepted and what's not and un- what's unacceptable sure so it's it's more the onus on you yourself as an individual i think and so. i guess that's what's important when with any type of issue sensitive topic or or not mm. you know there are always going to be people who who are in positions of power who can influence masses of people in the way they mm. think but the thing is it's up to us ourselves the information that we take you should process it yourself mm. and then come to your own opinion in I that think so as well yeah but also i think we should refrain from backbiting i think that's very it's a very easy uh slope to fall into because you know just is you for example if someone in the community does something majorly wrong and you're backbiting them about them you know there's one thing about warning people and there's one thing about backbiting about people and i think you should you know it, you should be able to distinguish what you're saying Mm-hmm. you know you, the weight of your words it's 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 very powerful and you know it it more than impacting others it impacts the way you are and what your akhir is going to look like so you know just be a little bit wary of that mm-hmm. for sure okay so i guess that ends our discussion there we're going to move on to our main topic now which is about a level results day also gcse results day and graduation so yeah i mean it's coming up isn't it a level results day is on this thursday this thursday this thursday so i guess the first thing i'm going to ask you is how what are your tips for people to prepare for this massive day in their lives i think um you worked hard for the last two years and i think more than me you would have a more um fresher perspective since you just oh, recently me. yeah yeah <laughs> since you recently just finished your a-levels and how much you've done first year degree but i just think that you know in the grand scheme of things because i'm nearing the end of my degree um you know you worked for hard re- for uh you worked really hard for two years and you know it's that one day it's you have so much anticipation okay i'm gonna get a certain grade and to get to university or you know the, these grades define you but they don't you know if you it's uh, in terms of islamic perspective if you put if you tied your camel and you put your effort in whatever happens it's just think that it's the allah's the best of planners that he planned the way you things will roll on that day so just embrace whatever happens because you know um maybe you might not get the results you anticipated for but there's a thing called clearing which i'm going to put out there which i said to lemisa as well and i always <laughs> emphasized it so if you ha- if you don't get the results that you um anticipated for there's a thing called clearing which every university does so say for example i don't know how they measure ucas points because when my time it was different say for example you need 100 ucas points for I don't know an English degree but you got 90 most likely you will get into that university through the clearing hotline because they um they reduce the boundaries so they might knock off 10 UCAS points because every university they're looking to recruit students 
it's unfortunate to say it, but they're recruiting students. So there's a more of a likelihood for you to get a space and don't give up. Keep ringing um, every university as much as possible and speak to one of the um, ambassadors who will take your call and they will um, direct you to the people that give choices. Um, and I would just say that, you know, parents that... Uh, who have kids that have A-level results, so take it easy on your kids. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very emotional day for them. You know, it's for them, it feels like that's their life. I mean, they worked so hard for the last two years. And it's an end of an era as well, it feels and like. And it's the end of an era. And, you know, degree the degree that they've been, the whole point of them working extremely hard for the A-levels is because they want to finally specialise in one subject or mm. they want to have a certain career that they want to pursue. And for them, that's a massive, massive thing. And I think we should be a bit more empathetic to students and we should encourage them. You know, if you don't get the results, that means Allah's giving you um, an alternative path. I mean, you might not see it or you might not understand it, but the grand, whole, the grand scheme of things, you know, you will understand it later on why things panned out the way it did. And I think, you know, if you go into your results day thinking, okay, this is what has been decreed for me and Allah's the best of planners. So whatever I'm going to receive, that's from his, you know, knowledge and his um, wisdom and it's going to be best for me. And I think if you, if you take that burden off your shoulders thinking that, you know, I've tried my best and this is the best is going to come to me now. It, it makes you feel more positive and it will make you feel more fresh in terms of knowing what to do next because, you know, there's no point gloating about it when you don't get the results that you anticipated for. You know, there's no point in being neg negative. It's more about being positive and taking the next step and taking the next action because there are so many different pathways and I think I'll hand that to you, Lamisa, with your experience when you got your results. To give, some, to give some insight, I think you're a prime inspiration for us. <laughs> um, well, I had my results day last year and I wouldn't say, you know, it went exactly as planned. I think that was the biggest thing. Like I would have never thought it would go the way it did. Mm. So to me, in a way, it was a, a bit of a shock Mm. when certain things happen. I was a bit like, oh my gosh, what do I do? But I guess the, the point of the matter is, is that it's not the end of the world when things don't go as planned. Mm. You can always, you know, there are always other options out. And I feel like, you know, Mariam, you know, because you, you talked about clearing all that type of stuff, what options there are for people who don't mm. really, who haven't perhaps got the results they wanted or even not that, say if they've done even better than mm. they have. There's this other thing called adjustment, which I feel like, you know, Loads of people don't realise, you know, if you've exceeded what you thought you were going to do, you can go through adjustment and you can perhaps get a better university place. You know, there are so many options out there. And I guess my tip for students who are feeling extremely nervous now, having been through this whole process, is that number one, it's not the end of the world. Like this isn't your your one and only thing. This is just another day in your life. And, mm. you know, it doesn't necessarily determine who you are or how you have been as a student. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and university is a thing. It's another sort of stepping stone. I think you need to look at it like that. It's another little bit for you to move on with your life. Mm. And there are so many different routes to get to your end goal that perhaps, you know, this isn't if things don't go to plan or anything like that, this isn't, you know, the ultimate. The ultimate. People on Facebook yeah. Live can see what I'm doing. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't the final thing. Yeah. And you, like Mariam said, 
<clears throat> you have worked really hard. I know how gr grueling A-levels are. It's a very intense time. And, you know, inshallah, this will be like the fruit to all your hard work. Mm. Um, and you'll feel like a sense of accomplishment, I guess, on that day. And also, um, you know, we're talking about the people that have worked extremely hard. I'm sure there'll be people out there, perhaps they didn't put as much effort as they potentially could. And maybe they're feeling a bit of remorse now. Um, those people, I understand where, where you're coming from. But just think about don't live on the past think what think about what you're going to do next and Future, it's more productive yeah. definitely um so you know say perhaps two years you felt like you wasted it or you didn't reach your full potential that you could have on that day just think okay i've what's happened has happened let me try to um, navigate my future um by finding other alternative paths where i can make my time more productive where i can actually reach my goals because you know Everything that you do is a lesson for you. You know, if it's not yeah, a mistake, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, you learn so much, you gain so much experience. So, in that sense, you know, there is advice for everyone. So, people that worked really hard and you didn't get the results that you wanted to, just know that Allah's uh, given you an alternative um, route. And the people that you know felt feel that sense of remorse and you know they're regretting, or oh, why didn't I put that much effort? If I only worked a little bit harder, um, you know. That day when you get your results, that's when you can prove to yourself, um, I'm going to take the next step and I'm going to be extra productive and I'm going to, you know, set my way for my future. Exactly. And I think that that's a day when you make a lot of decisions, especially results yeah. day. It's a day when you make a lot of decisions and you sort of map out the next few steps of your life. But I guess on that day, don't rush it too much as well. Mm. Don't think straight away, like I have to, I have to call up these unis or that type of thing like you have yeah. the time think it through yeah and, and clearing doesn't last just for one day lasts for like a week but even people who you know have done well got the results they want think about what you really want in life is uni really the for thing you, you want to do yeah. like you know yeah, you can take definitely. you can take all those decisions and you can decide and you can take that time and there are definitely yeah, people on results day that will support you if you go and ask i guess but yeah that brings us to the end of the first half of our show please do join us after the break where we'll be continuing this main topic assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm assalamualaikum everyone and welcome back to sister speak with me lamisa and me Mariam. yeah so before uh the break we were talking about our main topic which was um a level results day um so yeah i guess we'll just continue with mm -hmm. that discussion we were talking during the break about the preparation that perhaps the students get for results day and how they may feel prepared or unprepared Marion, what are your thoughts do you think um institutions and schools you know sort of do enough this is obviously your own experience so in my experience i feel that um six forms and institutions in general they don't prepare students for results day and i don't think they give them um that sort of reassurance that there is alternative routes i think they pressure students so much that you have to get that result in order to get to university but that's not the case i mean i understand from a you know teacher's perspective if you say there's an alternative there's clearing they might people drop the might fall into yeah people yeah. might feel a bit relaxed but and obviously I think, it's the safest way into yeah, uni if you yeah. just get the grades and get your offer you're in it's like. the safest way but i think once exams are over i think it's really important that um institutions have a day dedicated in preparation for results day and yes. what to do and, that'd be you know, that'd be really good i think um in what to do and how to react and how to respond if there's you know if you don't get the results and i think on the day when you collect your results there's a bit of a 
a manic atmosphere and you know obviously you're bubbling with so much different emotions you you yourself don't are conscious of what's happening mm. and I think you won't able to absorb the information they might may perhaps give you on that day so I think beforehand I, once the students have done exams I think they should be a day in preparation they may do that I don't know um, they should have a day of preparation telling students and these are the alternative routes that can happen yeah. um, you know just enjoy your break university is not and like how you said you know it's not just the one route there's not one conventional route there's so many different types of route exactly. and I think one thing that um, schools should really emphasize is going to open days I think they underestimate going to the institution that you may possibly study at and even just even if you're not going to study there talking to the lecturers feeling the atmosphere understanding the independency that you're going to be um, having once you're in university definitely um, and also you know most universities they have a day where they give taster sessions of the lectures understanding sure. that you know university is not about being fed all that information they give you the skeleton and you're supposed to flesh it out it's about they research they also have um, action days as well okay. so you can go into a university um, on a day where it's like fully functioning you can call them up and book these action days and they'll take you and they'll take you to look at the like like you can maybe sit in a lecture i think i think that's how it works or you can like look around and just basically see the mm. um university while it's in action i guess and i think those types of things are really important because you realize is that the atmosphere you really want to be in for the next mm. three years because most courses are at least three years long and that's a long amount of time you know if you would you be better off dedicating those three years to another you know um adventure i guess in your life you know yeah. you really i feel like um institutions don't necessarily make people think about the other mm. options that are perhaps available and i guess that's where it comes down to you as a student to before even applying to uni so i guess this would more apply to year 12 students or the first year of sixth form students have a look at the options that are available what is your final goal and mm. then take a look at perhaps the different routes, routes various routes yeah. you can do to get there because that way you have a plan A, you have a plan B, you have a plan C and you're prepared for every single little thing mm. because you know that there's not just one way into your desired profession. And if there is just one way into your desired profession, then you know at this point in time, you need to think about what are the things you... You have a plan B, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and a plan B. And you need to think about what are the things you need to do to get to your destination. Yeah, and I also think that, you know, um, as students, you should take the onus on yourself to find those alternative routes and I think parents I think it's a sort of a two-way street I think parents should also um, show their children or research for their children because to be honest till that point you're not as independent as you think you are because Definitely. you don't know what the world what lies outside the institution world you don't don't you don't experience it until you are there put, yeah. until you're there until you're dropped in the deep end so you know and more than parents I think institution they should they should um, give other opportunities about Things, yeah, so you, know. so you know, like for example, my one of my cousins three years ago, he his whole family, mashallah, they or every single one of them did the degree and they're doing various routes, but he didn't opt for that. And even though he got mashallah good A levels and things like that, he did an apprenticeship in a massive corporate bank, mm. which is like one of the biggest ones in Canary Wharf. I'm not oh, gonna name wow. them, but so you know, no one understood his vision and no one and everyone thought, you know, what is he doing? He's got so much potential. But he saw his own vision. He saw that at the end of those three years, I'll be, I'll earn money. I'll be trained by the corporate bank, and I'll get the qualification. 
through them. Yeah. So I think you should, you know, say. But he did his research. He did his research. He was prepared for that. He was that. prepared, and I think it was also his institution that mm. guided him and his family as well. So you know, I think you have to be prepared, and you have to be prepared to look. Yeah. You know, one thing that you have to learn once you're out of school is that if you don't ask, you won't get You anywhere. won't get, definitely. You won't get. And I think that, you know, we're so accustomed, especially when you're in A-levels. You're so, everyone identifies your needs. Your teachers will identify your needs. Mm. Your parents will identify your needs. But you need to be able to evaluate your own self and you need to think about, okay, my goal is this. Everything is readily available. You can, you know, Google search. You can call university and talk to them. They'll be more than happy to talk to you. Yeah, for Just sure. asking questions because, you know, even if you don't ask the right questions, they might give you the right answer, so, you know, yeah. and you'll get sort of an idea Definitely. of where you want to go. And I think it's really important to give yourself time to kind of think about, you know, where you want to go. Because, you know, for me, um, you know, I didn't have a particular career in mind and I still don't. After three years of my degree, I still don't. But I knew that I didn't, want to do something that's repetitive and I knew that you know where my capacities lie so in A-levels I did biology and I was really good at it and I really enjoyed it mashallah mm. alhamdulillah but I knew I thought about it long term and I thought would I want, could I see myself doing a career in the science field for the rest of my life and I thought I can't I won't be able mm. to adjust to it because you know the type of um, careers that are in the science field just didn't suit me and mm. my nature so I thought okay my next strong bet is my ability to handle this mic <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my next best suit was English because that's not something that I've always enjoyed since mm. I was young and you know I was quite good at it so I thought even though I jumped from my GCSEs to a degree I don't really recommend that but uh, um, I thought you know this is a very transferable deg- degree so I could do I could do a lot of type of um, jobs. So, you know, right now I'm doing a placement in my university in the business field and I'm the first humanities students to do that. So, you know, I think another thing that to point out is that, you know, if you're not read, if you're not doing science, I don't know about science, but maybe you can shed some light on that. If you're doing a business degree or humanities humanities degree or law degree it's extremely versatile and it's mm. extremely transferable you know don't think that you know even if you graduated right now and you think oh i don't like my business degree doesn't mean you have to work in business you can you can work in humanities or you can you know work for corporate companies you don't have to work for corporate companies it's, it's the skills that you get so exactly. in terms of business you you have attention to uh, detail you have attention you have marketing skills that some every company needs marketing say if you want to work in the science field you can use your marketing skills in um for example in the nhs you know every people, single field has the skills that you may have yeah people don't realize that a lot of people end up in jobs that aren't necessarily related to their yeah. degree people might do a degree in i don't know philosophy and they may end up working in a bank or they may end up doing you know stocks things like that there it's all i guess in the world of work it's more about the skills that you have as a person mm. you're an asset to a company or you're an asset to the organization that you work for and therefore it's the skills that you possess not necessarily the knowledge on a particular subject that you have mm, i think you can in any company you can be trained i yeah. think it's it's about showing yourself as an asset and portraying your assets you know how can you use your attention to details in their company and like you said how can you show yourself as an asset so you know as a 
as a humanities student, why was I uh, more um, suitable for the business against a business school student? Because I have attention to detail. I am able to articulate points, um, and you know, a lot of that was administration. So I was like, well, in my interview, I, I was able to demonstrate that you know these are the skills I have, and I can manipulate them to to the business field, even though I had no pre, um, existing knowledge of business. Mm-hmm. And I I I can give one example. So a, a few months ago, I went to this business open day and I have no knowledge of business at all but I had to but I had to um so it was sort of a mess up kind of thing because one of my colleagues she fell sick mm. and she didn't report it which is another story but <laughs> and so and then I had to deliver a talk a whole talk for six hours straight on business how did I manage to do that is because I used my initiative number one number two um I, I asked them could I have 10 minutes or 15 minutes to prepare because I had no I had no sense of preparation beforehand course, yeah. and I used my skills of research because I just because I don't know knowledge of have knowledge of business doesn't, doesn't mean, mean I can't, you can't acquire it I can't acquire it and I, it doesn't mean I can't use my existing skills of research and, and taking data and compiling it on yeah. a document and you know just speaking you know these these things that you it's, it's about manipulating the skills that you have Definitely and you to don't the know field that you're in yeah yeah it's, it's about manipulating this manipulating the skills that you have and using it tailoring it to what you're going to be doing um, and i think that you know don't be disheartened or don't if you don't get the results you didn't you, you anticipate for or after three years you feel like oh i wish i didn't do that degree it doesn't matter just you know use the skills that you have and just keep charging through keep going and keep looking for things that you know will be suited for you and end of the day in the working world um, I think more than uh, skills now it's about personality because they want people to be able to work and mesh in a team you know if someone comes and they disrupt the team that's gonna you know reduce their um, productivity so if you show your willingness to learn and you show your willingness to you know be cooperative that's something that you know you might underestimate it might be such a small thing but they will be they will see that oh she's eager she's ready to develop on her existing skills and they see a potential in you to work yeah they definitely see potential it's about showing that you know i have these skills but also have potential to learn and you have a future with them yeah so i think you know um people don't realize that you are what's different from everyone else Mm. you are you no one else is you and so even though these grades you know you have these set of grades great but loads of other people also have the same set of grades as you. What's different is you. So if you don't get a certain university place or things like that, research your other options and see what you can do. Like, you know, you may get a job opportunity somewhere else. It just means God hasn't willed that mm. particular route for you. And, you know, Marion, what you were talking about, it's more about you, the personality that you have. Things like interviews and stuff like that. If you've got a part-time job in, you know, one of the retail shops in town or something, that is a skill that you have that someone else may not have. You've already been in that work environment. You've worked in a team, you've worked under pressure. You have these skills that you can put forth. The grades aren't the only thing. What's Mm. more important is you as a person. And that is what will lead you throughout your career and, you know, your future in education as well, Mm. I feel. Definitely universities look for people who aren't just good at studying, but have a personality as well that get involved with, you know, all the sixth form activities that do things outside of school that interest them, that type of thing. So definitely have a look. And if you feel like university isn't for you right now or you feel rushed or things like that, you know, look at your options. And gap year is another option. Loads of people 
uh, sort of underestimate what a gap year means or many people have this assumption that taking a gap year may mean you're dumb I don't know why that's a thing but you I know too. It's like you know I don't know why people think that taking a gap year means you're looking at your options you're doing things in that mm. time to develop yourself as a person and you're going into a degree or a certain institution or a job when you're ready and when it mm. suits you and when you feel like you are now at that stage in your life where you can develop and I feel like honestly if you know I took a gap year maybe I think perhaps you'd have a better outlook on things 100%. i feel like it prepares you a bit more i think you do it does prepare you a little bit more because you know you're in a levels and you're fed all this information yeah. and they spoon feed you and as i mentioned before they recognize your needs whereas when you go to university like i said before again if you don't ask you won't get and, and it, you're so on your own yeah i feel like kids you won't realize because i've i literally the shock i faced when i got to uni no one no one will give you anything. Nothing's handed to you. <laughs> you in a make place. it sound so horrible. <laughs> it's, I mean, no, but it's true. You get this. I mean, it's not that bad. You're not like, oh my god, I'm all by myself. Obviously, you have lectures. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is it's quite. It's Six. very different from sixth yeah. form, and especially the school I went to, where we weren't spoon fed everything. But we were given a lot of support with everything mm. that we did. So even things that we had to do by ourselves, our school would sort of guide us in a way mm. so it's like these are maybe the leads you should look at these are maybe the the paths you could take that type of thing when you get to uni you have the material the lecturer will perhaps give you a lecture or they'll give you the powerpoint or something like that uh, the way you learn it is up to you and it's straight on to the next thing and you don't realize there's no actual time given to you to process it or learn it while you're there like say in sixth form you may you know for the course like say if you're taking biology you'll be taught a certain concept in biology you know just a certain specific thing let's say the Krebs cycle and you'll spend like two lessons on that understanding it understanding what it is the teacher will actually teach you it and you get to process that information with a lecture it's not like that you in that particular lecture you'll get it'll, it'll talk about so many different things and then it's straight on to the next topic and it's just information upon information and you, yeah. you're on your own you don't realize how different university is to sixth form and it's that you know very quickly picking up the pace and adjusting but i feel like perhaps you know how mariam she took two gap years if you take a gap year maybe you work somewhere or you do a certain placement or things like that you'll be more accustomed to that mm. environment it won't be as much of a shock and you mm. won't be in that sort of mindset like oh my god i'm drowning in you know I think all this it's work. like when you first get there you do have that kind of shock because i almost dropped out of university because <laughs> i couldn't handle it i feel like Se- everyone seriously thought about it though I second think- the second week of uni i just like i can't oh, really? i can't handle this mine was before my first exam i just thought this isn't for uh, me <laughs> why don't you message me <laughs> but um yeah so as limis is saying you know she gave example of the curve cycle i reckon that one slide was probably two minutes and should they jump to the next concept because that's how university is it's about they just give you the skeleton and you have you have you to take have the to flesh it out you have to flesh it out and you have to research and you have to and i think the beauty of that is that you get to tailor your own um learning because yes, if you like if you're a visual learner you can find youtube videos and if you're you know if you're more of a um if you like to do research then the way you, you can, understand yeah. it and the way you interpret it is given to you yeah. and it's not that the lecturers won't answer your questions that's why we have seminars you know you, they they have that gap between so once you have a lecture if you have any questions you know you can ask them and the way you want to be un- uh, you want to understand it and i think that you know that adjustment period anyone that's going to university um this coming september or october i would say that give yourself time believe me after four or five weeks you'll actually 
accustomed to their pace and there's so much support out there you know as you were saying that there's in in sixth form they do they they give you support and they guide you the only difference at university is there's support available you just have to you sort have of to seek reach it out. yeah yes, definitely. so even in terms of mental health and student well-being they'll have centers dedicated to that the universities are really on it now they each yeah. have like you said centers and things like that you yeah, just so have to ask if you have needs then they you can have a study needs agreement exist you can have a study needs agreement so don't underestimate the level of support you can get and you know lecturers have this thing called office hours which is um, dedicated time to helping their students or answering any questions or even if you have a plan that you know these are the concepts I don't understand could you flesh it out for, uh, could you help me understand it especially if you're doing a science degree no they would happily do it because you know no one really I could. didn't know that <laughs> After one year. Wow. So <laughs> I didn't know that. So yeah, just um, one thing you can do is office hours. They they have to because they're lecturers. They have to do research, so they might not be in. So they have office designated office hours. You just pop an email and say that could I meet you in your office hours? What are your office hours? And that office hours, every lecturer has to have it. That you can just pop in in that time. Really? And, and any questions that you have or misunderstanding, you can go to them and they will tell you. Okay, this is. Um, and even if you if you prepare it beforehand, so you can say I'm that, confused. That is a good idea. Yeah. I'm confused about this 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 concept. Could we talk about it in your office hours? They'll might they might bring material and they'll be prepared. So for it, it yeah for your little um, meetup. So That's what I found with anything, even in sixth form, if you have a question about a certain topic, you can't just go to the teacher and be like, this whole topic I don't understand. You need to pinpoint exactly what mm. it is that you don't understand about it so that they can really sort of help you out and guide you to Yeah, that. and they know, I think lecturers appreciate that when you give them time beforehand yeah. because they will help you a lot more. Because if and you're, they're busy people as well. They're busy people as well. Um, so don't underestimate that. There is, you can have that one-to-one contact with your lecturers. I mean, I know some students that literally would go to their lecturers every single week week but they came out with the first so of course (laughs) although they might seem annoying even the lecturers they're so proud they love seeing their students succeeding Mm. they really do they might not show it (laughs) but they really do on the day of your graduation and they see how hard you work because you know they all love what they do that's why they're lecturers they they know they spent so much time on research and you know if you're investigating and you're you know interacting with the material of course they're going to help you yeah you know and if you perhaps maybe sometimes there's a, a lecturers might not fit the personality that you uh, want. There's other lecturers and there's other you know seminars you could go to. It's 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 not just a one fit one um, mm. one route. And I think that another thing that you know, it's my personal thing. I made really good friends in the library. So you know, if you want to make friends, go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, university is like this whole other. It's a whole different whole world. other chapter. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just feel like after, like I only have six months left on my degree, and wow. yeah, so like it's a bubble as well. So the people that have just graduated, you know, your yeah, I guess work will be very work, different. Work to is a complete different transition, and I'm, I've been blessed, alhamdulillah, to have a placement year and be working within my university. So you know, it's a different type of uh, ball games, a different type of expectations, and I think university to some extent doesn't prepare you. I think for no, that. In, to prepare you for the work world because you know it's a whole different type of you know expectation it's a whole different type of standard you know they expect you to do the work um mm. and again i think it's also having that communication skill i think the biggest thing you should take away from university is communication skills whether that whether that is through engaging with your studies societies and materials as well. societies or just just developing if you develop your communication skills that will take you the further like the most um, you'll get most opportunities through communication because definitely um, you know again if you don't ask for help you won't get help in your studies and if you don't 
and look for opportunities and you don't verbalize it then you, you won't, won't get, get the opportunities it. i feel like especially in the world of work a lot of it mm. unfortunately is due to connections it's not just due to mm. who you are it's knowing the right people at the right time getting that connection and getting the opportunity mm. opportunities aren't just put up for show like he mm. go this is you know this is a placement here this is a placement there it's you know and that's where the importance of networking and stuff like that comes in 100%. where you have to talk to people you need to build connections and build yourself a network who you can reach out to and sort of build get that opportunity for you to sort of go in the next step for your career yeah i feel like it's it's really important especially in in, in loads of fields you know whatever mm. field in law especially it's really important to have good contacts it's I a guess. skill it's, a, it's, it's definitely a skill. definitely a skill and you can't every i mean people may think you know where am i gonna get the connections blah 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 even if you work a retail job talk to the customers that come in talk see what what they're about if you're giving helping them at the checkout checking out their items hi how are you it's really easy to strike up a conversation i feel like people don't realize the importance mm, of that and you never know who you're going to meet 100 percent. and i think another thing um, we talked that uh, talked about it before in the middle of the show that you know if you work in retail and you feel that you can't show yourself as 100 percent, you can because retail it's a it's difficult and they one of the f- one first questions you'd be asked in an interview is how do you manage difficult situations mm. retail is the best example so it's about showing your existing skills as an asset and, and it's not just listing your experience yes the most like, important thing is what you've learned from your experience yeah. you could have one experience but you could have learned so much from it and another person could have a whole list of experience but they could just say i've just done it so the interviewer think okay so what was the point in doing that so many other people have done that but is to show what you've mm. learned and that's the emphasis interviewers for whatever you know discipline you go to whether that be in a science course whether that be you know you're applying for a job somewhere anything like that they all just want to see you as a person and what you've learned from the experiences that you've had and how you're going to apply it when you are with them and I think that's the most important thing. And I guess to bring it back to the topic in terms of A-level results day, I guess my the, the main message that I want to say is that grades aren't everything. 100%. It is you. It's all up to you. If you want to take that time, take that time. Do the research and think about what you want to do with your life. And loads of people may say that, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, there may be pressures from home. There may be, I'm not saying there are, but there always could be pressures from home for you to go straight into university or things like that. But I say, whenever you're talking with your parents, I know with my parents, if I've done my research on something and I sort in a way present it, not like an official presentation, but actually show them this is the research I've done. I really have looked into it. And these are the different career options. What is your advice? That type of thing. I th- feel like there'll be a lot more willing to listen 100% because I, I if you just if you, you just go up to someone and be like no this is what I'm doing with my life and you haven't consulted with them whatsoever they're your parents they raised you for 18 19 years of course they're gonna want to have a say and also they have a lot of life experience that they'd want to give mm. to you as well and I think people don't realize the experience of their parents because looking back at it, if I, I feel like, you know, it, I do sometimes feel like I could have studied a bit harder during my A-levels. I don't know if that's true or not, because I, I think still she feel like... exceptionally hard. <laughs> She's an exception. But at the same time, you know, and, it, and my mum would always tell me to study. But, you know, when your parents tell you to study, you just kind of think, yeah, they always tell me to study. But the point is, they're telling you that because they've gone through something in their life. Maybe they didn't study as hard. I know my parents did, but <laughs> no, no sh- like shade to them. But, you know, they, they may have an experience or something that they've done in the past that mm. they want to to give you that advice mm-hmm. and i think you should take and they it want the best for you and they want the best for you these are nuggets of gold that you're not going to get from anyone else the people who are going to tell you the most honest and crucial piece of information are your parents so if you have a certain you know way you want to go in terms of life 
research it properly, look at the mm. different options and present it to your parents. Because of mm. course, I know all parents want their kids to do well. And then that is that pressure where you're like, if I don't do well, then they might be disappointed. That's everything. But I think, the, like you said, it all comes down to communication. Talk to your parents. Mm this is the way I want to go, this is the way my life, I want my life to be. Maybe I don't want to go to university, I want to do an apprenticeship, that type of thing. Apprenticeships are very good. I, they I are think, very, very good. I think, you know, if you have a certain route, for example, maybe accountancy and there's apprenticeship with a certain firm, I think go for that. Because honestly, it's it's about what's your end goal and how you're going to reach there. If you're exactly. going to gain more connection, more training through apprenticeship, then I think it's more better than the degree itself because you're just learning you've, theory. And you've got the experience. And you've got the but experience. But also if you don't have an end goal, get yourself involved as many different activities yeah, as many different Yeah, you don't have to have things. an end goal. For example, I'm seeing on this show, I'm almost graduating and I don't have, and I don't have a specific um, career in mind, yeah. but I'm learn, I'm trying so many different things. I think that's my... To meant, find to what thread. you want. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's the best way. Just try to do different things until you f- figure out what you want to do. Yeah, and I think that's... That's the best way to end today's show. So yeah, we are at the end of our show today. Um, I hope those who listened did manage to get some advice from our experiences and the things we said. Um, and to everyone who has results day coming up, we will keep you in our doors. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.